It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Behind the scenes is a great reporter. The first shots were fired about 10 seconds ago. Behind a great reporter is a brilliant producer. What? No, you'll do it. Do it, or I'll fry your fat. I had no idea she was this good. But in front of them all is a perfect face. Broadcast News. Tom should say the F-14 is one of the hardest planes to fly. The F-14 is one of the most difficult planes to master. Isn't the F-14 one of the most difficult machines for a pilot to master? I say it here, it comes out there. You knew just when to feed me the next line. There was like a rhythm we got into. It was like great sex. Well, I felt something. You're not well-educated, you have almost no experience, and you can't write. And I'm making a fortune. I know I don't respect him, so what am I saying to you? You're saying stay away from him. I can't be. What do you do when your real life exceeds your dreams? Keep it to yourself. Tom, while being a very nice guy, <laughs> is the devil. At least kiss me when you do that. You just can't stop editing me, huh? He personifies everything that you've been fighting against. And I'm in love with you. They know everything that's happening in the world, except what they mean to each other. Get ready? Why and Go. Howdy. Welcome to the film with three brains. I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And I am Sean in Chicago. And it is Sam in San Francisco. That, 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 that. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> the movie we will be discussing in this episode is called Broadcast News, written and directed by James L. Brooks from 1987, starring uh, William Hurt, uh, Holly Hunter, and uh, Albert Brooks, among others. But they are the stars. Oh, and uh, Jack Nicholson's in it. But his role is quite small. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you guys have seen this before, this? I'd say, I I would say I haven't. I mean, I've seen it in bits and pieces. I've never sat down and watched the entire thing start to finish. So hmm. it's counts as viewing number one or, you know, mm-hmm. 1.25 or something. I don't know. I'm pretty much in the same boat. I thought I saw this movie and I was watching it. I didn't remember any of it. Really? And then, yeah. So then I went back and, and consulted the list and it wasn't in there. Whoa. If, Interesting. But when you pick this movie, I swore I was like, yeah, I know that movie, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I mean, I guess I can't trust myself. Who knows what I know? Maybe you <laughs> thought it was network? Well, that's, so there was part of that too. Like, oh, maybe I'm thinking some of the, you know, network things, you know, totally different people, but... I was trying to think of that, and then I realized I don't really remember Network well enough to know. There were a couple of scenes in here that I'm like, I think I've seen parts of this on TV or something, but most or it might of have it been might have been scenes from the trailer too, because there's a few key things that are in the trailer. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not like you guys. Like Sean seems to remember movie trailers like 20 years later. 
Yeah, that's like, why I don't watch them. <laughs> right, because you're like, oh, that annoyed me in the trailer. Yeah. And I, you're the only person I know who consistently be like, that song that was in the trailer wasn't actually in the movie. Or, you know, that scene, that wasn't in there. So, yeah, that doesn't happen with me. Anyway, <laughs> it was kind of a first time. Well then. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'd See. seen it. Uh, probably when it came out, I would guess at some point or maybe on video later, but I watched it in college too. Cause we talked, one of my professors liked to like, talk about this in terms of writing, like in my writing class because of the character development and the, and the dialogue and stuff, yeah. but I haven't seen it start to finish in probably like 20 years. Was it the same professor that liked the, uh, 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 defending your life? Yes. He was an Albert Brooks fan, I imagine. Yeah. So I got a question about that because I think yeah. it's really well written. Mm -hmm. uh, will you want to give a synopsis first or you want sure. to dive into it? Uh, I'll give a synopsis. So uh, broadcast news clearly is about network news. Um, Holly Hunter plays a producer. Uh, Albert Brooks plays a reporter who wants to be an anchor. Um, at a at a they they don't really say do they ever say the network? No. no. No, they never say the network, but it's a, it's one of the th big three. They're based in Washington. Uh, they broadcast out of New York, um, and then William Hurt is sort of new on the scene. He's he's like he's a he's sort of a he's sort of a beautiful idiot. He's like a good looking dude who doesn't know anything about the news or current events. He's kind of a moron, um, and he sort of represents everything wrong with where the, the direction the news are going, which Holly Hunter is very much against. Anyway, and it's basically a love triangle. Uh, sort of uh, that's reductive. Yeah. It's it's more interesting than that. Um, but you know, it's 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 it, it's sort of there's a lot of layers going on in terms of commentary about the news, the current state of news, even in the '80s and where it was going, which is very prescient. Um, and then there's a you know this like small group dynamic going on. And um, anyway, uh, it's sort of like William Hurt's rise, you know, and. And uh, sort of Albert Brooks's fall to a certain extent, or or his not rising, and then and Holly Hunter sort of in between, because Holly Hunter now Albert Brooks are like best friends, and Albert Brooks is clearly in love with her. Um, yeah. Does um not to jump to the end right away, but does does Albert Brooks sort of get the job that was right for him at the end? I feel like the other two did. Well, he he goes to he he goes and stays in Portland. He takes the job in Portland. He takes and the at Portland. the end, at the very, very end, he's still there because William Hurt says, if you ever want to, you know, leave Portland. Okay. And he has a family now. and Yeah. So he has like a, he works up. at a smaller network, like a local affiliate or whatever in Portland. They don't say if he's an anchor or not. I don't, or well, yeah. they, no, they say, he says what the job is when he, when he quits, but I don't remember Crap. actually. I wish I had remembered that because that, I feel like that's important. I don't, I don't think, think he, he is, is an, anchor. an anchor. I don't think so. I don't think, think so. so either. I don't. Yeah, think I mean, it would be silly if he was an anchor because it's kind of yeah. kind of ruins the whole setup of that. Right. Right. But I mean, he's to me he's the most intriguing character and storyline because yeah, his is is like, you know, as you said, it's a love triangle and he's good friends with her from the beginning, but he's also very good at what he does too, especially writing, especially <laughs> the you know the news part of it. I yeah. guess if you want to. He's well read. He's he's well versed in current affairs. He knows that he you know he's just like a walking right. encyclopedia of new yeah, shit. Like, 
Right, set up in the beginning that he's very smart because he's, mm-hmm. he's with right. his speech with which I love the intro. I love the, the opening. Oh yeah, the intro is perfect. Where for we the see three them as them. children and, and like the perfect sort of encapsulation of who each one is and will be yeah. throughout the film is great. Yeah, Sam, is that is that kind of your your ideal well, setup thing? I did. I thought it was it was really amusing. It was really fun. And at the beginning with the William Hurt character, you you don't like I. Even then, you are like, is he being genuine when he's like, "Geez, Dad, that'd be great." When he's Dad yeah. is getting uh-huh. a tutor, like, or is he just like play, putting him on? You know, like it's hard. Like you, I, he had that question right. right from the get-go, which kind of sits throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, you know, there's I moments it, where you're I, like, is he just an innocent idiot, or is he just a little more clever than he lets on? You know, it's. You, what I do you think? think? Yeah. I think. I think he's, it's like a little of both. Like he is a moron. He's kind of a moron and he knows it, but he doesn't want to be necessarily. And he wants to learn, but he also plays it up. He, 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 um, he, he kind of comes at it sort of Columbo style Yeah. where I think he, he, he leans into it more than he really needs to. And he's, 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 you know, he's like a soccer player, you know, who's been tripped Interesting <laughs> analogy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, rolling around on the ground, screaming in agony. Um, so I think he, you know, he he just I think he just plays it up a little bit. But he is kind of he, mm-hmm. he's kind of a dumbass. But he understands. I think he he, he I think he's self aware in a really fascinating way. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I find his character pretty interesting, just because he's not written the way you would expect him to be written. Oh, not at all. You know, that's what makes that so fun. Yeah. And and then the thing with the tear, you know, ultimately it's kind of like, I feel like that's a, a, you know, that's sort of a revelation letting you know that he's not quite as stupid as you think he is. Right. But also when you see that moment, you, you, you see that it's suggested by the person filming. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's not he. You know, he of course has right. Wait a he second, didn't even he didn't even come but up. He with didn't it. come up with it, right? You know, yeah. So, do you think that that Holly Hunter's character is being overly harsh, and that because that basically is the breaking point for her? So, I had a few things about this movie, and you know, the, of course, we're always talking about going back and saying, "Is is this something worth watching?" Uh-huh. And it's hard to go back and say, given what the news is now. And the fact that most news isn't news, it's hard to go back and look at this and see it as a crime. Yeah. Because you're like, of course, you know, shedding yeah. a tear to get, you know, to get the audience sympathy. Like, we expect that these days. Like, uh-huh. of, why in the 1980s was this a big deal? You know, so I, there's a little bit of that. Right. I also think she's like, is she, does she have a higher standard than? than other people yes but she's that way the whole movie mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think so, i think it's within it's it's reasonable within the established character of her yes and not surprising really right um and i also think she was i think maybe she she even for her she's overreacting ever so slightly because she wanted so desperately to think that he's something he's not yeah and then it turns out he's exactly who she was afraid he is so for the for the viewers who haven't seen this, there's a point where William Hurt, as as you know, uh, has this package he does about date rape, and apparently in 1987 date rape was a new concept, 
um, because everyone's like, oh my God, this is so like fascinating and moving and like kind of weird, right? It's, yeah. They all <laughs> react like they'd never heard of it. So, I mean, in 1987, maybe date rape wasn't really a thing that had been defined. I don't know. But anyway, there's a point where this woman who had been date raped is he's interviewing, is telling the story and she stops because she's crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. And, and William, they cut to William Hurt and he has a tear in his eye or whatever. And we find out later that it, it was kind of, it was faked. He only had a single camera crew and like in the outtakes you hear them say, you know, you hear the producer say something like, oh, wow, you almost, you almost, I th- you know, it's too bad we didn't have a second camera. It's like, you know, you were almost crying. Your reaction was, you know, priceless. And he's like, well, just give me a minute. And they turn the camera on him and he, and he manufactures his tears. Anyway, Holly Hunter founds out, finds out at the end, or Albert Brooks tells her. And she yeah. thinks about it and realizes it. And then when they're supposed to go away together at the end, she confronts him and, and quite angrily, you know, basically accuses him of being a piece of shit and like dumps him. Yeah. And, and Albert Brooks is like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right thing here. <laughs> right. Which is great. <laughs> because, I love that, that he said that. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect because he knows it's, he's meddling. Right. But I think he is trying, I think it is with her best interest in mind. You know, like he has, he has his friends, he, he really does seem to have a separate, you know, he's able to compartmentalize and yeah. say, I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of, tra- you know, I also yeah. really care about you. Uh, more than a friend, but, yeah. you know. And I feel like that was really, really um, handled well in the scene where she comes to his house after his total disastrous anchor. Yeah. And he yells at her, you know, and he tells her, go to hell, he screams at her. And then, yeah. And then she tries to run out, and he stops her. And then he's like, look, you know, I'm your she best friend. She screams back. Yeah. And he's like, first. I'm your best friend, but I'm also in love with you. So here's what I think is your friend. And here's what I think as, you know, the other thing, which is really interesting. It's really good writing. And of course, his performance is great. I mean, everyone's really great in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think, I, you know, you, the Albert Brooks characters, you, you guys, you guys said, oh, he's the most fascinating. But I don't really see that he has an arc. And I, I found him that, he, well, that maybe, he's pretty much a self centered, sanctimonious, insecure turd most of the movie. He is. That's true. <laughs> and, but I, but, I, I guess I meant that he doesn't go the way you you expect him to. Every all, he doesn't say everything you expect him to all the time. Right. And I don't disagree. I don't card. disagree. He is that. I just think he's aware of it. And and yeah. and when someone is self aware, I, I I give them a oh, little yeah. more he's leeway as a mean. character. Yeah, yeah. Like when he when he when he. But he's also um, not ne- necessarily wrong. No. Some of the time. But he he twists the knife a bit. Like Tom is like, I I promised myself I wouldn't pretend to know more than I do. And then they, as soon as he admits that, then he's like, okay, well, do you know the cabinet? And then he's right. like, all, all 12 members? He's like, no, there's only 10. You know, all the, he plays these Play, games with them. Yeah. And right. he knows, it's, he knows, games he knows he can win because it makes him feel better. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is, is who's going to fall in love with that guy? He really thinks that, that Jane is going to fall in love with him when he's a turd all the time? Okay. Like it's you, not enough to just be right or be smarter. You have to you actually be likable. Don't you think that if Tom... If 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 he looked like Tom, and he was the same character, you don't think she would? No, love. love I don't him? think it has anything to do with looks because he's a turd. <laughs> you know, but she but she does love him. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't fall in love. They are she best loves, friends. They're best yeah, friends. You, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can have great friends who you know you could never be a partner with. They're they're really good friends when the movie starts. Yeah, you know, like she just met Tom, 
she has this moment of, oh, am I going to sleep with this guy? And then he's like, oh, I'm, by the way, I'm going to work with you soon, which was a shitty thing to do on Tom's part. Yeah. But, yeah, she, but she was like always contemplating, is this, you know, is this a, is this a romantic, is this, is this what I've been waiting for? And then like, you know, there's all these scenes with her crying and that, which shows that she's got a lot going on and she's, she's putting herself last and her career first and all this stuff. And that's good stuff, but I still think that there's, you know, something awry about all of their relations. All everything, all yeah, of them are messed yeah, up. Sure. So that's what I'm saying is they're all messed up. They are. That's what they're makes it work. That's what makes it fun. But also, you know, going back to your 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 comment about your professor who liked the mm-hmm. movie, and you said the character development, and he did say that I. I am questioning if it's truly character development or just watching the things these characters get into develop because at the end of the movie, they all stay true to who they are. Yeah. Nobody has this revelation like so many movies that with the, with the classic arc where there's that revelation and then they, they're like, oh, I'm going to become someone different. In fact, they all kind of go their own way on the path that they were already on at the beginning. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, revealing character to an off- to revealing character oh. to the audience has a very similar effect to having a character change or an arc. Yeah. No. But, but it's, when you see it, you realize how infrequently they do it this way. Yeah. That's and true. that's oh, one of the things okay. that makes this movie interesting to me. That's it true. Is that everyone is like, well, I know who I am, and I am not changing that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit into the that yeah. paradigm, yeah. then oh well, go your way, I'll go mine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think there's there's small subtle changes in their sort of worldviews. You know, like I think Jane is that her name, right? Holly yeah, Jane. Mm-hmm. Uh, develops a little bit of perspective. Yeah, that she didn't have before. Right, related to the news, she doesn't change her stance. She just like, I think she just sees things less as black and white, and she starts to recognize the gray area. And then you yep. got William Hurt who finally sort of finds his footing you know like he finds yeah. his place in the world which he's you know you get mm-hmm. the impression he's looking for that from the time he was a child and, and albert brooks finally sort of like releases his delusions about who he could be or should be yeah you and that's know? what's cool about his character yeah is that we're so used to the storyline that if someone just gets a chance they'll make it mm-hmm. you know that's <laughs> you're told that your whole life right right you you know you were like no, everyone can't be anything. I'm, you know, sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's we all have limits, and yeah. and he found his limit. You know yeah. that what he thought he could do, he couldn't. And in this case, it, it's it's you know the, the MacGuffin, you know, of of wanting to be the the, uh, the anchorman. Mm-hmm. You know, was exactly that in a, in a way that it usually doesn't work out. You know, yeah. he had to he had to be satisfied with with being who he is, no matter how smart he was. Yeah, and, the and that's scene, that's a neat scene. The scene when he um when he is anchoring and it's all falling apart. <laughs> and they're like they're at a commercial and they're they kind of like got a blow dryer and they're like you know just trying to do whatever they can. And then they're like, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. And the guy bolts and he whacks that thing in the background <laughs> just like a gong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't stop laughing. And then and then the best the part, hand. I hand reaches and grabs it. <laughs> and they're like, we're live. You're the, the shot. Hands of the your, shot. Hands of the, your hand. Your hand. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Because, I mean, uh, hey, it's funny. And it's just great writing. But I, I actually wish we could have seen a little bit more 
because later when he says they're talking about it and she's like, you you seem okay with this. He's like, well, it's just was so terrible. At some point it became funny. Yeah. And I wish we could, I just wish we could have seen a little bit more, you know, of it getting worse and worse. But, um, it reminded me of when I was in school and I, uh, you know, I was studying uh, film and TV and stuff when there, we had a television studio and I was in the master control dubbing tapes on the day they had their very first live broadcast of a, like an ESPN, like a sports center type show for the university. <laughs> and it was live. And I was in master control at the time, just randomly. And, and they started uh, recording or, I mean, they started broadcasting and I, was, and I just hung around to watch cause I was curious. And it was like, it was just a fucking disaster from, the first second they started <laughs> like the two guys um almost within seconds lost their place and what they were saying and they called up like some green screen background shit and it was all wrong and they could <laughs> see on the monitor that was wrong and they're trying to sort of like cover for it but you know whenever we're you know the guy this guy's like 19 years old 20 years old with no experience and so it's just like it's it's a total mess and they're flubbing, and the and the green screen shit's wrong. And one of the anchors goes, "All right, we got to cut." Bill, Bill was the mass, uh, the master control guy, the engineer. Bill, we got to cut. <laughs> we got to cut. And Bill, we're live. We're live. We cannot cut. We're live. <laughs> and I mean, it just got worse from there. And they just they kept going, and it was just great. Everything was wrong, and I I never laughed so hard in my fucking life. Like all there's a bunch of us in master control who were just hanging out, laughing our asses off. And so watching that scene was very, it just resonated because it just brought it all back because it was so fucking funny. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel that scene too. I, f- I mean, I think everyone does. Like, you, it's it's panic, you know? Sure. It's just sheer panic. Anyone who's ever had to speak in front of a camera or in front of people, you know, and yeah, it's just, it can be nerve-wracking. And then when it yeah. starts to go wrong and it's just, like, it just <laughs> snowballs. We were talking about those first 10 episodes that were such crap that we did. <laughs> and part of it is because you can hear, Sam and I are nervous. You can hear like our nerves, <laughs> at least in the first episode. I remember being like shaky and yeah. it's just weird to think about that now. Like, yeah, I don't want that. was silly. Why was I worried about that? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like 20 people listening. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we're lucky. Maybe. 20. <laughs> but I mean, what did Matt Where did we mean, get the other 18? I know. <laughs> If it was, but if it was two hundred, like if, if it's massive, connected. like you you can't you can't like do the math in your emotionally. You can't be like, well, it's much more people, so yeah, you know, I yep. must be much more nervous or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, you know that scene and, and a lot of other scenes. Um, I haven't seen this in so long. I I always remembered liking it and finding it amusing, but I I had it was sort of the opposite of Midnight Run, where I remember being at Laugh Out Loud funny, and then when I watched it, it was just super charming and fun, and I really enjoyed it. And this was sort of the opposite, where I remember being super charming and fun, but in watching it, I was laughing out loud, repeatedly. I really yeah. found it. I really found it very, very funny, and in a really nice mix of like an emotional core and interesting characters with with the humor, like an organic humor, not like you know, not slapsticky, jokey humor. Right, right. I really enjoyed it a lot. It kind of reminded me of Aaron Sorkin, um, without the 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 characters all being super insufferable, self aware, like basically geniuses, you know. Yeah. Which Aaron Sorkin characters tend to speak in ways that no human actually does. That's true. Like all it's of, you too know, clever, you know. The uh, the Jane and uh, Aaron are are 
very very smart people but they but they say say and do silly things sometimes mm-hmm. and they and it's very very human mm-hmm. it's very very yeah. real yeah but he drinks that whole glass of whatever the hell the booze <laughs> he's drink, singing the french song and yeah, all right. that for some reason that just made me laugh out loud he drinks like he downs that whole glass and he goes <laughs> oh, was, you know i don't know so they cut back to the newsroom <laughs> yeah it's killed me yeah yeah that's probably that's probably the highlight for me that that sequence uh-huh. because it combines everything that's going on right yeah. now. You know, it's like, okay, you can see that uh, Aaron's getting passed over for Tom uh-huh. and she's having, she's getting sort of, prom- well, she's put on the spot by having to do this thing on the fly and she does it great. Of yeah. Course. But he also calls in and helps her. Yeah. You know, which she, she thanks him for that. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you're, I don't know what she says, but like she realizes like, he must have had to swallow his pride to, to do that yeah, at all. Totally. And, and then really Tom works. does amazing. Like yeah, I'm yeah. watching this scene and she's talking in his ear as he's interviewing someone. It's almost and, too good. It's like, how do yeah, you get yeah, that up so fast? Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's really navigating it so flawlessly. I'm like, oh, it's no, perfect. This is like his first time really doing this. <laughs> but he's, I mean, I guess that's the whole point. That's why he ends up getting. Jack Nicholson's job at the end seven mm-hmm. years later or whatever. But yeah, yeah. he's it's a great Colton child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it when uh, Albert Brooks is like, you're being groomed for the top job and you don't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you think you're failing. They're kicking me out of Washington. <laughs> yeah. Going to London. <laughs> he's like, oh my God, that's a promotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean Nicholson's character is small, but it, it's really effective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good casting because I think he's he's got a a serious looking face and a good voice for it. And, and the gravitas, gravitas oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of the actor that he is. Yeah, because yeah. he's it's Nicholson. So yeah, well, it, well I guess I mean hmm. I'm just thinking well, about all, Jack Nicholson, 1987, isn't quite. Oh, at the peak. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, he, he's so he's coming still... off of Terms of Endearment, which he won an Oscar for. Yeah, he's and there. he won an Oscar <laughs> for what something before like five easy China pieces or, or Chinatown. Yeah, something. did he? Wait, 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 wait look let's that say up it. Quick. Let's say Cause, yes. Yeah, because he won one in every. He won seventy seventies, eighties, and nineties. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that was a good cast. Yeah, because James L. Brooks wrote and directed Terms of Endearment a few years before this, which won like all the Oscars. Yeah, and well, it's, he's it's, also it's got excellent nat- film. Yeah, he's got that natural arrogance. Sure, and it and it fits like you know because everyone's walking on eggshells around him. Uh-huh. They're just when he when he says hi to them, they're like, "Oh, hey," he said hi, and you know they yeah they all and even yeah, Albert Brooks is desperate for his approval in the beginning. You know, yeah, it's like he smiled. You know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and the the great that great line the 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 net, I don't know if the guys had a network or just head head of network news Paul, yeah. Where he says, "Well, if you shaved a million off your salary, we could save a few of these jobs." <laughs> this is yeah, awesome. and the great look that Jack Nicholson gives him, yep. <laughs> and he backpedals so, really mm-hmm. fast. He's like, "Oh, bad, clarify, joke. bad joke, sorry." Joke, uh, <laughs> he won for one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He was nominated oh, right. for Chinatown. Duh, we should have right, got right. that one. <laughs> right. And he's also nominated for the last detail, five easy pieces, and yeah. easy rider. Yeah. I mean, talk about. I mean, just one after the other. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So even eighty-seven, he's he's a titan. Yeah, but he, you know, was nice enough to not get any pay for this, right? Because he fought, probably thought he could. Well, he he probably did 
he did the one scene he shows up in person and the rest is on a TV so he could have I mean who knows take that yeah. separately I don't know they, they did, did it all in one day yeah yeah that's nice of him <laughs> <laughs> and then James L. Brooks would did he who oh Greg Kinnear won an Oscar for as good as it gets right which was yeah. also written and well, directed they got by James L. Brooks. The screenplay one, and I can't remember what else, but yeah, it's him again yeah. with Jack. Um, yeah, he was. Like yeah. He well, he yeah, he won for as good as it gets. Yeah. Okay, he won too. Okay. Yeah, he was really good in that. Yeah. He didn't win anything for like a few good men, obviously, but No, Jack Nicholson didn't win for as good as it gets, did he? It was he did. Greg yeah, Kinnear. He did. he did. Yeah. Did Greg Kinnear, did Greg Kinnear win an Oscar? Well I'm pretty sure he did. Make it on it. Shit. Yeah. Well, while you're looking at that, I'm just gonna mention that the um the date rape woman <laughs> is the woman that dates Newman and and Seinfeld can't handle it. <laughs> She's also a double up. She was in uh Groundhog Day, which we've done, but just thought was I'd she in Seinfeld? Okay, she was. She was the woman that dates Jerry, and then Jerry finds out that that Newman dated Used her and date dumped her, her yes. and he can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't. <laughs> okay, so just to g- as good as it gets, yeah. Nominated for Best Picture, one for Best Actor. One for Best Actress, nominated for Best Supporting Actor, nominated for Best Writing. So Greg Greg Kinnear did not win. Really? Did he win an Oscar for something else? I swear he won an Oscar. Yeah, he did win one Oscar. What was it for? Why did you ask all these questions? Where are the interns? This is, is, I feel like I'm Uncle Buck and you're just, you're you're (laughs) Macaulay (laughs) Culkin. For the kids, yeah, for the kids. (laughs) How many consecutive <laughs> questions have you? Let's see. What is he Why is your car here? so big? Why oh, are you no, he got, he got a blockbuster award for supporting actor and you got mail. Uh, oh, come on. What else? I just see that he nominated 13 Cable Ace Award, Chicago Film Critics. No. It's got a lot of nominations. Golden Globe. He got, got two, the Golden two Globe. Nominations. That's what it is. He got the best performance. In, for supporting actor for Golden Globe as good as it gets. That's what Fun. you're thinking of. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he won an Emmy for Talk Soup. <laughs> and he won a lot yeah. of <laughs> smaller awards, but no big ones. Huh. Wait, uh, I yeah. always thought he won an Oscar. Well, you thought wrong, okay? Get over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah. No, that's a, I, I agree. I think he's very good in everything. So you think everything, almost everything. I can't think. Well, of. Little Miss Sunshine is excellent. Yeah, yeah. sure. So, it's a big part of that one. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, uh, I just like to point not out that more. right before, not right before, but a year or two before it, broadcast news, Holly Hunter was in Raising Arizona, which I <laughs> love. Yeah. So she <laughs> wasn't even. She only was brought on a couple of days before shooting. Oh yeah. And uh, Deborah she Winger. She did so great. Yeah, oh, she's great. Deborah Winger be... got pregnant. 
She was. I was wondering. I was wondering. Like, so Jack Nicholson is in Terms of Endearment. He's in this, and Mm -hmm. it's like Holly Hunter and Deborah Winger to me have always been. I wouldn't. uh, Interchangeable is not a kind way of putting it, but they, you know, they sort of, they're similar. I guess they're they're both great actresses. They both. I don't know. They seem very different to me. For me, physically have some similarities. That's why I was wondering. Like, I wonder why Deborah Winger wasn't in um, broadcast news because there you go. Terms of Endearment was a huge hit. You know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say how, I mean, just how it came about, just that, you know, she was unavailable, she's pregnant. Yeah. Interesting. And there were a there lot were of a lot other of people other. considered as well. A lot of, you know, Sigourney Weaver and a lot of good actresses. <laughs> Actors, I should say, whatever you want to say. Um, but I, I, I don't know, like, I think it was good casting. I think, you know, obviously he wrote the part for Albert Brooks uh-huh. and we like him and I think I think William Hurt was perfectly cast as as that guy that well my, of... old, my only question about William Hurt and I asked my wife this yeah I said is William Hurt like an, an abnormally attractive man and she said no I said is, no. He, is he an attractive man she's like nah yeah he's alright he's alright <laughs> yeah I mean but I, I, I guess maybe Standards change, I suppose. I don't know. I well, mean, I thought I don't think when it I was because he was good looking. It's because he has the look. Yeah, that's true. I think there's he a has difference. That, like, everybody's all hair. American look about him. Yeah, <laughs> blonde hair, blue he, eyes. He's tall and yeah, yeah. and, and non threatening. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, when he's like, "Oh, they said I'd be beating him off with a stick," and, and <laughs> he doesn't get it. Yeah, and he's just a you know a kid with a with bright, bright face, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it was, I'm not concerned about that as much as, as with him as an actor period. But what I was going to say is I think he's perfect for this because he has a really slow way, slow way of speaking. Yeah. That I always thought was kind of, I didn't know. I never knew. I still don't know if it's intentional or not, but he, he barely like shifts out of first gear. Uh-huh. It seems like. Um, I mean, I can't remember, uh, like lost in space or something like that, but where he had to be more heroic and shout and stuff like that and mm-hmm. just speak a little faster. But I think it was, again, it's perfect for his ca- character because he's a little slow and also he's supposed to speak slowly cause he does the news. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that is part of the job is to, you know, not stutter and not, you know, not go too fast. Yeah. But I mean, is it like as a body I, I don't know I don't know I just think he's good in this movie I don't generally like him in a lot of things that I've seen him in really I mean I don't dislike him it's just that it, like um, yeah. in the Hulk movies when they went from oh. um, Samuel Samuel uh, shoot what's his name with the big mustache in the oh Sam Elliott Elliot. yeah. <laughs> Sam Elliott they went from him to William, William Hurt. Hurt yeah as the general guy was like, eh, okay. Like, does he, you know, he doesn't really stand out that much to me anyway. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'm bagging out a little too much, but the, I, the, the chem, I was more concerned about the chemistry. Like there's some, there's only a few <laughs> scenes where all three of them are kind of bantering and stuff. And, it, and yeah, some of it's a little disjointed. I, I would, if I'm put my nit, nitpicking hat on here, but, and I'm not what? sure if that's, 
What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, no, no, I, 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 I agree. I feel like he never gets to say really what he wants to say in that the conversations fall About apart. And, you know, <laughs> when it's with Albert Brooks, it's because, because he's just too focused on dismantling the guy. Yeah. Because um, oh. I feel like the whole movie, he's just waiting to say, like, he never fully spits it out. You know, he starts to say it in the room that, He's not very smart, whatever. But what he's really trying to do is is build a team. Like, hey, I'm not yeah. good enough with mm -hmm. but you guys can make, you know, like together we could all be a team. And he never he never gets to say it. But it, I always feel like he's he's trying to get there where where if, if these two could just stop talking and listen to you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know. He kinda says They're, in the end with his speech though, right? He kinda right, says right. other people than me. Okay. That's a joke. Right. right. Eventually he gets Because they're not there talking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, right. Uh, so, if, if, you know, he kind of knew it all along. And it's neither of them would could accept that as, as an idea. You know, in their mind, the, the, the spokesperson needs to be just as smart and on top of it as the people behind the scene. And, yeah. and, and yeah, when for you know, I think for most of us, we know that, that that's kind of what you expect. Like we we don't we're used to the idea of a spokesperson. Like, and obviously we don't work in news, but you know, if someone's feeding you the lines, how how good do you really have to be? Yeah, you know, we're also used to news as something you sell like they were talking about it like it was a novel thing yeah yeah you know yeah that's a big theme like you know she, her character is is this like some someone said there was this she he had this standard and she is she represents the integrity of you know uh journalism i guess yeah um almost i mean if it wasn't so much of her character i think it would be kind of heavy-handed because you know, it it does it does seem a little weird now when we think of how news has has evolved. But even then, I I mean, I don't think you know they still have the they still had the ethic of if it bleeds, it leads. You know, they still have mm -hmm. the, the the like ratings is never mentioned once in this movie, which is interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like there there's no there's no talk of rival networks, and it, it, it's basically just we we pat ourselves on the back when we do a good job. And we then we go on to the next next show or whatever you know. Um, and it's weird because I don't I don't I don't know if I if I buy into that either. <laughs> Even if it was done perfectly, I still don't know if I buy into it because I the fact checking and stuff that goes on in a newsroom like they they will offer retractions and stuff like newspapers do, mm -hmm. but it's still not the same. Like newspapers are 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 above them in terms of journalism. I don't think I'm, you know, telling tales out of school here, but like, like if you, you compare this to, um, well, there's two comparisons I was thinking of. One is the paper, which, uh, Colin, I, I haven't seen that actually. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say it's a Ron Howard no, I know. film. It's actually one you probably wouldn't mind so much. Yeah. I, I thought it was like 94. I thought it was pretty good. It's, um, Ed, uh, sorry. Duval, Robert Duval is the the editor, and and uh, Michael Keaton's in it. He's great. Um, 
but it's like a day in the life of a, of a newspaper and how hard they work and <laughs> this story and deadlines and all this shit um with a lot of human drama mixed into it you know as you would expect from ron howard sure but they yeah. also don't like you know they are here, they're here. worried about getting the story right and getting it done fast and you know and it, it seems to be it if you, you can kind of buy into it a little bit and i'm not saying i didn't buy into this because i think holly hunter um sort of sells it as you know something that should be respected you know uh-huh. this is important what we do you know and that's kind of that's kind of whole, her whole shtick is come on people let's we're better than this but then you can go to another movie I thought of, which was which is Nightcrawler, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like the the most evil, <laughs> cynical version of news. You can, yeah, you can sure. It's like TMZ news. TMZ news, and and because she even says something about eth- she says something about ethics, and at the end, it's yeah. I can't remember. But you know, she, she's very clear on what what she thinks of people that that cheat or cut, cut corners or cry. You know, in a, or like putting the boots on with the, the, the they, you know, (laughs) she, that was such a big moment for her, but everyone else was like, what the hell is going on? Right. So somewhere in there, like there's, if if you got to put, kind of put your own, you know, take on it. Like if you think that news is something important, you'll, this will resonate a lot with you. If you think that journalism is something more than news, which is kind of the way I, my bent is that way. Then you're like, yeah, okay, well, some of this is interesting. You know, the, some of this is very, um, true to life. And some of it's like, okay, who are you, who are you trying to convince here? Mm-hmm. You know, but like I said, I think her character, because she sells it so well, it doesn't seem like some highfalutin thing that she's, that they're doing, that they're, that James L. Brooks or anybody is doing. It's like, no, this is how she views it. And then she's going to, you know, she's going to go about it this way. Tom's going to go about it a different way and let's see what happens, you know? So that's kind of the, you know, you can kind of just put it in one category of like, this is her perspective. And then here's another one. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, um, I don't think it's, <laughs> everything's like Nightcrawler. I don't think that, People are so hell bent on success that they will do absolutely anything to succeed. Um, but well, I, I mean, in Nightcrawler, he he uses himself no. as his relationships to get ahead. He he sleeps with an editor, I think, um, to get to kind of get his foot in at a newsroom and blah blah blah. Yeah, this that kind of happened here. Like you know, they're not. She may have ethics when it comes to that, but she's not above shitting where you eat <laughs> i mean come on right? well i She's... think there's a difference between like a, a workplace sort of affair i guess you'd call it and and like sleeping your way to the top very true you know like people work together sometimes hook up it happens and it's not doesn't necessarily mean someone's angling for anything you know career-wise right 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 and if anything she's fighting it the whole time she doesn't right. want to well yeah they never really they never spend the night together they don't get together you know it's just like that's why i like them that's one thing i like about it too is like it never happens and it just goes back and forth they just sort of dance around it and there's always something there's always something that prevents it it's a simmering love love triangle not a a four-limb fire love triangle 
Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And in that but, regard, it, I mean, it feels it feels more real to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot he of self sabotage. Yeah. Do you think that he's uh, Tom is? Do you think he knows what he's doing at all? Because he doesn't seem like it. I mean, career wise, yes, absolutely. But then he was like hanging oh, with out with her the, with with, with, that, wim- with either of them with yeah, women. No, in general. I don't think he does at all. He has no he has no clue. I mean. And he, he never realizes that, that she was the one that sent his, his, uh, little girlfriend to Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the audience knows no one else ever talks about that, <laughs> which is interesting. I know a, and it, that, that was like the one Speaking joke. Ethics and stuff. You know, the one joke that of... made me laugh that I felt like maybe could have, would have been better when, when they're like, so should we send blah, 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 or Jennifer? And she's like, yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer, definitely Jennifer, which was funny. <laughs> and I got a laugh out of me. But then after I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. it would have been a little more effective if, if someone else would have said, you know, the other guy. And she's like, yeah, I agree. The other guy. Although now that right. I think about, you know, like a little more subtle. Cause she seems like the sort of person who might not jump to that, not leap to that. Like she's, she doesn't have, she's not nefarious by nature. She'd yeah. have to sort of work up to it ever so slightly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a, it's a, it, that was an interesting gray area for her because she did, she could, I'm sure she could justify it in her head that, well, somebody's got to go. Might as well be her. Right. Yeah. You know, it happens to benefit. Or she's the best her. person for the job in her yeah, mind. Or, you know? or promoting women in, in media. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she, like I said before, that no, nobody's—they're all they're kind all, of a mess, but yeah, with a purpose. So the whole—you know—we talk about, um, you know, should this be remade? Blah 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 blah. But, so the whole time I'm watching, I kept thinking, I, I about every other time Elwood Brooks spoke, <laughs> I kept thinking Seth Rogen would probably be pretty good in that role in a modern remake. And I kept thinking that Emma Stone, for some reason, would be good in the Jane role. Is it? And the the Tom role, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And I and I just sort of pictured Bradley Cooper. I felt like Bradley Cooper could be sort of doofy in that way a little bit. And I was thinking about Jack Nicholson, and, and uh, I was having a hard time thinking. So at first, I thought maybe like George Clooney, but I think he's too good looking. And I thought maybe Tom Hanks. I mean, someone like that. But I don't know. Anyway, I could agree with all that. Yeah. yeah. Although, and I will, I will say though, uh, particularly early on, um, you know, uh, William Hurt in the '80s really reminds me of um, Patrick Wilson, like physically, their faces, their hair. Patrick Wilson, right? Just yeah. kind of look him up now. You don't know who Patrick Wilson is? Oh, I do. Yep. What? Well, <laughs> for everyone else out there. Who doesn't remember absolutely everything from the eighties? Patrick Wilson's he's not, not from the eighties. No, he's more. He's, but he's in he's every a very contemporary actor. What Aquaman? He's, an, he's our age. He's, sure. Okay. Yes, he's an Aquaman. But <laughs> <laughs> Christ, <laughs> that's why you need to give the example of a movie that you would say like Insidious or something. To, uh, sure, Conjuring, Conjuring, uh, the A Team. He was the a, a bad 
kind of a bad dude in that. Uh, yeah. Um, he's in the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it. No? I mean, he's serious. He has kind of the same, like the way he holds himself, I think. is I can see it a little bit, but I don't know. Boy, something more clean shaven or something. I don't know. No, he could do it. He could do it. <laughs> uh, I also, you know, you said Seth Rogen, but um, I think Jonah Hill can be nasty when he wants to be. Yeah. You know, he, he always puts a little, he can put a lot lighter spin on things too. Yeah. But, but That's honestly, be... was that scene that I was talking about earlier when he drinks all that booze and he goes, huh. <laughs> very much that's a Seth Rogen Seth scene. Rogen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. And like the beginning of this is the end when him <laughs> and Jay are mm-hmm. doing a smoking weed and all that. Like that's yeah. yeah, that could happen. Yeah, and actually, you know what? More than even more than Emma Stone, I was just thinking, um, what's her name uh, in the Star Wars movies? Um, oh, the one that plays Ray. Yeah, really. I don't Daisy, know. Daisy, I like, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, Ridley. she has like an earnestness about her. I would, I would buy. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's yeah. not not many people making movies like this anymore. Oh no, not at all. That's why That's it's true. fun to watch because these the, the like you like we were talking the 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 reveal the kind of the anti-arc for all three major characters Uh no one's doing this yeah and yeah the other thing is if someone does do this it's not going to be in the theaters anymore yeah it's going to be straight on streaming because it's it's smartly written without without any big scenes it's all it's just like i feel like non-com like i wouldn't i don't know if i call broadcast news a comedy but goddamn it's fucking funny it's a comedy it is but it like it doesn't think i don't think of it in the same way i think of modern comedies because modern comedies have become so slapsticky yeah it's dramedy or drama Drama has to come first because it's yeah well but it's not even that dramatic it's a little dramatic it is but i was just thinking about what you were saying and i was like well there's no like car crashes or you know um, or right, nobody's like, in the hospital or I feel like worried about them it's like real world drama it's just like emotional drama that people right. go through right you know, without right. being bomb, uh, uh, what am I the, like over the top movie shit you know right which is why I feel like it does, you don't see movies like this much anymore yeah yeah if, if you did do it, it today I think people would be you probably cast more bigger bigger uh, names but like more heartthrob people maybe and that would just tend to make people which worry would be unfortunate yeah it would be, I think that's more worried about who gets out who gets together with whom right and, and it's not that's not what the movie's about right that's not to me point. anyway but also I think that's a big problem with American movies and TV right now or for the last many years anyway is this need to make to cast only the most beautiful humans you've ever seen in your fucking life right it's like Jesus Christ. That's just not what people look like. All right. Really, I, I felt like we were kind of getting away from that a little bit. Really, maybe more with the streaming stuff. Well, there's yeah, a lot I more. Like, I mean, there's a lot more content now, but like, 
I don't know. I, I think of someone like Timothy Chalamet, who I can't fucking stand. He's so one note, but look at the jawline. Woo. Right. You know, well, shit like that yeah. drives me crazy. Or like any TV show with teenagers who look like 25 year old porn stars. Like, what the it's fuck not, is going on? I don't know. Not Stranger people. Things. No, not Stranger Those Things. Kids are yeah, all that's true. Things. That's true. I guess that's what it is, is I don't watch all that many shows. And the ones I do, I feel like, like Stranger Things and that weird show on Apple about work, you know, leaving your brain. Oh, uh, Severance? And oh, Severance. Severance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Love they're all just normal people. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, but I, but I gotta say, I don't watch as much content as you guys do. And, and, you know, so maybe that's, that's part of the thing, but I felt like, oh, there, there's a lot more normal people. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this movie, it's, I, I thought it was interesting because this is, the original AFI 100 Years, 100 Laughs list that came out in 2000 uh, and the original 100 movie list that came out in 1998, this movie's on both or nominated for the first one, I mean, for the for the 100 best movies. And it's number 64 for the comedies, which is, I thought, pretty interesting because it it is, the comedy is in the writing and the way they deliver things without any of the efforts we're used to these days. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thought like, you know, for, for that list and, and I don't know that any of the recent movies that do come out as comedies would actually even be close to making the list because that's one of the things that I love watching comedy. I love comedy. I get V to watch comedies and she rolls her eyes. She's like, they're all just doing the same jokes or the same exact type of joke. Like, it's yeah. like, it, you know, over and over and over, especially the animation movies, you know, like, like it's, 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 you know, why can't they just do stuff like this? Why can't you actually just write it? And obviously it's way easier to do a sight gag that everyone's seen a hundred times or, uh, you know, a fart than, <laughs> than to, to write this stuff. Like, right. I can't write this good, but I can fart like 10 times a day. No problem. You know? So, yeah. And every time it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I did like the, I, you know, I wasn't aware of this, the AFI came out with a hundred movie quote list. Yeah. And, uh, they, the, this had one line that was nominated from it. And when I was watching the movie, the line stood out to me immediately. And I didn't know it going in that there was a nomination, but then after the fact, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, of course." Do, do, do you guys Lay know? Well, I don't, but I do know. Guess. I do like the one line that really cracked me up in the beginning. When he goes, 19,000, That's pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> like that one. <laughs> that was good too. Well, yeah, what is it? Was, so, what was it? I'll meet you at the place near the thing where oh. we went that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he said that, I cracked up. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. I like, who writes that? You know, like that's, that's so perfect, yeah. you know, but what a great way to show how close the relationship is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really, actually, that reminded me of, um, that's not, uh, to me, that sounded like a line you would, you, you would hear in, in like when Harry met Sally. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Do we need to cover? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a sequel, but mu- I mean, the music is kind of fine. fine. I don't. I mean, I, I we talked about that French song. I think it's great, but yeah, that was great. 
other than that, I don't really remember it. It's not, yeah, it kind of stays out of the way for the most part. I mean, yeah, a little, little saccharine in the beginning, but by the end, I thought yeah. I, I thought it was pretty solid. Well, it's Bill Conti, yeah, yeah. which uh, Rocky for everyone. That's pretty much it. I mean, he's done a million things, but his name will forever be Rocky. Yeah, in my mind. And I only just now realized Robert Prosky was in Thief, so he's a double up. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of double ups here. Yeah, well, we could even say John Cusack because he apparently (laughs) was an uncredited, he was the angry messenger. Yeah. (laughs) He yells, unsubscribe. You don't see his face. Well, Holly Hunter's a double up too. Um, Why am I blanking on her? Uh, Blood Simple. Blood What? Wait a minute, what? Right? Am I right? You're right. It's not really, it's a voiceover. We don't really see her in Blood Simple. Oh, okay. Yep. That rings a bell. Albert Brooks we had already. We talked about Mm -hmm. Funny Life, Joan Cusack, Cross Point Blank. Joan Cusack is a good good choice too, I think. Yeah, I I think she's good. I mean, she basically has one scene, which is her running through the office (laughs) with the tape. It's perfect. But yeah, I like her energy and she's decent acting at the end when she loses her job. Yeah, she's great. Underrated. Agreed. So. So what are we doing right, next? What are we doing next? Is, is it a wrap? Can we strike the set? Sure. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> so you're bringing us to the 90s. <laughs> I am not bringing us to the 90s. Oh. 70s? 70s. We neglect oh, the 70s oh, a bit. Right. Yeah. Oh, you might be stepping into unknown territory oh i'm definitely stepping in the uh, you're, uh, you're stepping, stepping in something right. we were <laughs> stepping yeah something. we were too good and uh, and too hot of a streak here of big <laughs> big movies that well, we all kind of know no i i don't think so because i mean i'm trying I, i'm trying I, here i right. picked chronos last time which was oh you know not a very well-known movie and then we went back to broadcast news so i'm just balancing things out here um, <laughs> yeah but it's uh <laughs> It's pretty out there, um, from what I know of it, which is not much. Uh, it's a uh, Russian, uh, kind of an arty sci-fi movie. So what, Solaris? It's not Solaris. Is it uh, Stalker? It is Stalker. <laughs> wow, and it's I'm un- impressed. <laughs> I am too. I've, I, think, I knew he was going to see, I knew he had seen the movie. I didn't think he would guess it that quick but <laughs> if i hadn't said russian maybe I well yeah if you hadn't said russian i mean there's not that yeah. much, there's not a whole lot of russian sci-fi to choose from that anyone <laughs> here would have ever heard of yeah although i will say oh i won't get into it never mind i'm not gonna say anything um Stalker. yeah don't say anything yeah. how, how how are you even aware that this movie exists well so <laughs> occasionally i will just i've said this before i've i will just pick you know the year and i'm and i like well you know like i'll pick a i picked 79 and i was like this movie's a 79 and i'm just going through all the list and i kind of just check off the ones we've done or seen or they're just too crappy and this is one that just popped up and and you know i don't know if it's this usually there's a reason like some there's some reason for the renaissance or it gets mentioned again but it just came up on Google, so it's not like it's mostly just the <laughs> the intrigue of seeing something I've I've never even heard of, and I'm like, oh, I gotta see what the hell. And it's got some decent reviews. And I mean, do you remember it, Cohen? Or should we? I mean, we'll save it, obviously. But 
do you think based on what you know of it, it's a crazy pick or do you just think it's a, well, yeah, (laughs) sure. I mean, at least Solaris has an American remake. I don't think actually the Russian Solaris falls within our, I think that was Larissa in 73 or 74. I think I've seen Solaris, but, um, because the the George Clooney remake, um, I, I didn't, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, most, I'm, I mean, who's ever heard of fucking stalker except for me? (laughs) <laughs> only Cohen. <laughs> I'm excited because I had a list of obscure movies that are really good from that I've from previous years, mm-hmm. and I actually had this on a list. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, huh. I had yeah, I have some other ones too that that I'm like so it's never not that, heard of. It's not, but they're older. So out there. I mean, it's. We're all aware out. of it. It's a little out there. I mean, it's off the beaten path, but I mean, I mean, I haven't, I, I've never, I've never actually seen it. I've seen bits and pieces. You have not of it. seen it, okay? Not you just, start to end. Oh, exciting! I just know, I'm, I know what it is because I've seen Solaris, so I'm, I'm familiar with Tarkovsky and his like, okay, somewhat his body of work, I suppose. Okay, it counts. All right, yeah, we'll, I, we'll I, get into it. We will get all over it. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Nastrovi or whatever the hell. I don't know. Yeah. That that doesn't make sense. Whatever the hell. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was just gonna I was gonna say that I think I mean (laughs) there's a lot of movie podcasts out there and there's a lot (laughs) of them that do I mean, I admit some of them are might might be better than ours. no, but, not this no, episode. No, no. This is our this best episode. episode yeah, yeah this might, has been our best previous episode. Of any episode. Possibly. Maybe. But I will say that I appreciate when Why? people go out of their way to find a, a, something something different. So I'm hoping it's worthwhile. <laughs> so join us. It'll be a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big talker. I'm out. See you next week with Stalker. So impromptu. He didn't even prepare specific, that one ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't prepare anything ahead of time. Wow. You think if I did, it'd be better. I'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you right. can catch Stalker on Max, Criterion Channel, Canopy, or Rented on Prime. Yeah, that was another reason too. And I saw it was on Max. I'm like, yep, this is it. <laughs> it's free. Free. <laughs> Yay. It's long as shit though. Speaking of long, yeah. we're going a little long here, aren't we? Yeah, bye. Okay. <laughs> it's not that long. Stick that on your button.